Hey, good morning, and welcome to another exciting, just exciting episode of The Honest Teacher. My name is Lunchbox. I am a special ed teacher here in the Midwest. Um, I've said it before, I use a, a pseudonym because while I do really love my my job, I do really love my coworkers and my students, um, it is a job, and one that I do consider a job, and I tend to have pretty out there views, and I don't want to risk my, you know, my job, my career. So that's why I use a pseudonym. All right, um, I'm on my morning walk here. It's been a couple weeks because we've been really, really cold. <laughs> but um, you know, we're. We're getting back at it. Uh, I think the overriding theme for this whole school year is the COVID-19. And now it's no different. The state that I'm in, uh, it's not, I mean, it's sort of contained because we have some lockdowns in place, but it's really people are still going out and doing stuff. So even though we've got restaurants, bars, nightclubs, shit like that all shut down, gyms, people are still going out, we've got the county I'm in had over a 12% positivity rate for the last two weeks, every day, you know, and the goal is to get it below six, we get it below six, we can open up some stuff, and we're just not doing it, and it's scary, because People just, uh, they don't consider people around them. It's just about them, them, them. And we couldn't do our normal Christmas stuff because we had people get sick. I went to my grandma's house and I wore a mask. My family wore a mask the whole time and my grandma was very upset. Went and talked to us. And my cousin who's a live-in person there. She works at a local gas station. She wasn't wearing a mask. She won't, she won't do it, even though she's out of the house every single day and around people who refuse to mask. She doesn't wear a mask in the house. My sister and her family came to my grandma's house. They didn't wear a mask. So they were in my grandma's house, my family and I looking like assholes with our mask on and we only stayed about an hour and a half you know to re- to help my grandma to reduce her exposure anyway because we have minimum exposure but we could still do it so we went home two days later my cousin calls me up and says hey you know let you know i've got covid <laughs> motherfucker and she was having to <clears throat> quarantine my grandma and my sister had to go get tested I got tested we came back negative I was like motherfuckers just all you have to do is just not be fucking stupid can't manage it Um, so that put a little damper on Christmas for sure um you know, with education stuff, um, we are 
remote this week. And next week we're bringing the kids back four days a week, five hours a day. Um, I'm kind of lucky. I'm in a position that the students that I have coming in typically don't refuse to wear masks, but other teachers aren't. And part of my my deal is I'm also not only the teachers, a teacher, some teacher, I'm also the co-president of our local union. And at our recent meeting, one of the teachers brought up, not only are they in a crowded room, they've got multiple students on a little spectrum that are low functioning that refuse to wear masks. And not only do they refuse to wear masks, but they will intentionally cough in your face. They will rip masks off and they'll rip down barriers around them. And they were, teachers are very concerned because of course, not only could they potentially spread this disease to him if they had it, but of course, he to them. And he's well aware of his actions. He's well aware that he should not be coughing on people. So what do we do? So I, you know, I hit up our director and I said, hey, you know, here's what's going on. They're not refusing to work. They're not refusing to help this kid. They just need an open conversation. They need advice because they tried some things and nothing's worked. And to our administration's credit, which I don't do often, uh, they actually gave me a call. <coughs> and at first, they demanded to know the name of the teacher. And I told them I wasn't giving it to them. And they said they really wanted to help. And they were, were thinking about meeting with this particular program. And it just so happened, that's the program that was the issue was in. And so I said, yeah, yeah, well, turns out, you know, this is what's going on there. And he said, good, they really were worried about the program. They were thinking about ways to help. And they said they would schedule a meeting with all the teachers in that program. I said, great. They included me on the email as well. So <laughs> I don't know if they want me there as a union rep or as a consultant teacher. But I think it's good they're doing it. They're being responsive. One thing I can say about my school with us serving uh, strictly special ed, they've been very upfront, very proactive, if you will, with some of the needed discussions about PPE and distancing and discipline and not discipline and stuff like that. So. Um, you know, this is just another example as to, you know, while they normally are not overly concerned about employees, this was one instance where they, they showed. And I think coming from the union had more weight. So, you know, if you're in a non-unionized state, you know, buck up, you know, do it because, uh, they couldn't ignore the union. They can ignore 
teachers or a few teachers, but they couldn't ignore the weight behind an entire organization. So I thought that was good. Um, you know, what do you do when you're coming back from a break? Different teachers have different philosophies. Different schools have different philosophies. One thing I like to do when we're coming back from a break of more than, say, four days. So longer than a four-day weekend. So they get Friday and Monday off. Longer than that. I'm talking a full week, Thanksgiving minimum, that kind of distance there where it's like six days off. I, when we're in person, I use that opportunity to spend that first day reviewing all the in-class rules, going over procedures, how to walk in a hallway, how to write your paper, how to order lunch. You know, we review all those policies. Well, we're not in person. So what I do, what I did was spend a lot of time letting the kids talk. Um, They haven't really seen other people and they haven't had an opportunity to share. And so yesterday I said, so tell me what you got for Christmas. And boy, oh boy, that got them going. And it did a couple of things. One, it reduced the amount of work that I had to plan for yesterday. And two, it showed them that I was really caring about them, that I really wanted them to share that I got to, they got to be vocal. They got to be important. They got to be the reason people were around them. So that made it good for them. And I was able to do some review work. Not everything has to be super punctual and super on the level. You know, the kids do enjoy a relaxing time. So I actually told them, I have fourth graders, so they are a little, they're pretty cognizant. I said, hey guys, I hope you are enjoying today. hope you're enjoying not having to work super duper hard because tomorrow we'll get back at it. Tomorrow we're just hitting the books again. Like, okay. And I know they won't remember. They won't, they won't, you know, be understanding when they have to work today. But I'll be able to say, I talked to you guys yesterday. We had an understanding, even though it was my understanding. They were just there to listen. So I expect you to work, and they will, begrudgingly, they will. Um, and I've got some IEP meetings coming up. I'm going to be sending a kid to more gen ed time. And because what I've seen with my personal teaching style is some kids, they do better in the gen ed than they do me because I am far more strict. I have far tougher work than anything they'll receive in the gen ed because my philosophy is if they can make it with me, if they can manage to do my work and not flip out, then anything the gen ed classes throw at them will be easy. And I've been doing it now for 11 years, and it's held every every year, and it's holding this year. And my student is very excited about being able to leave my class. And I'm excited for him because it's kind of like a graduation ceremony a little bit. Once they're able to 
no longer really need the comfort of my classroom. It's a comfort, and I'm glad to see him go. I've got another one. Excuse me, I've got another one following in his tracks. In a couple of weeks, I got his meeting to push him out too. So that's the goal. The goal is to get rid of him. Um, you know, I I've been talking about what I want to do with my professional career, and last year, as I was recording, it was I wanted to become an administrator because I know I could do a far better job than the ones that I currently have. And I still feel that way. Um, one thing my wife presented to me was to, re- to earn a doctorate. And I thought she was crazy. I was like, come on now. A doctor? I'm not a doctor. But one thing that kind of is... Uh, Nigging at the back of my brain is the fact that we we have an educational doctorate earner coming into the White House. You know, Joe Joe Biden is Doctor Joe Biden, and she has a doctorate in education. And, you know, I've never felt the need to be empowered by people that have similar experiences to me. I've never felt that way. You know, I've never felt like identity politics is important, but this one, I think it is. Um, you know, I've never, I never considered a doctorate, but because I see all the hate and vitriol that she is getting, simply because she's a female and a doctorate, that kind of started pushing me a little bit, and I started doing research and one thing that I love during my master's program is and was conducting tons of research. Um, you know, becoming inc- more inquisitive. And I realized that if I go back and get another degree, which I would have to do, I would have to get a master's or another master's excuse me, another master's degree to become an administrator. I wouldn't have time for that. I know that my days would be engulfed in minutia amounts of bullshit. And I do think that running a school would be fun, you know, being that face of the school but also do I want to work 300 days a year I don't think I do I don't think I do I think I still enjoy working 180 um, so that's why <clears throat> all of a sudden pursuing a educational doctorate now doesn't seem so crazy um, the pay is commiserate to administrators. It would be about a fifteen twenty thousand dollar bump in the place I'm at, and we get our pay is about average, short, really less than average for our area. 
So if I went to another district, it could be even more enticing. So I started doing research and I think it's best that I continue to do the research and I continue to look into it and possibly look at this upcoming fall um, entering some program. I think it's going to be important that I find a program that is 100% online. You know, I've seen some message boards that have said that an online doctorate is kind of even laughed at, that it's not as important as or seen as respected as a traditional brick and mortar. But my thinking there is I really don't give a shit. It's a doctorate. It don't earn the same amount of money as someone that's sat in a fucking classroom. So I never thought that I would be even considering getting a doctorate. But I have spoken it into the universe and I don't think I'm I can be stopped. I don't think it's something that I'm going to no longer consider. Once I knew in my heart that I was going to earn my master's degree, I did. I was there. I took the classes. I got up at six on Saturdays. I went to Starbucks and then sat with my laptop. I did all the work. And so I know in my heart, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get a doctorate degree. And and now this is something that I hope that if you're listening to this, that you are considering as well. Only because a lot of districts, they rely on their teachers being content. They rely on their teachers not expanding their knowledge base. They rely on their teachers being dependent on them. And any growth outside the school is looked down upon because they get nervous that you're coming after them. Like, bitch, I don't want your job. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with you. I'm just trying to make myself better. Um, you know, and I shared with you that I have to look at online classes because I have a family. Um, I have two middle schoolers and a kindergartner right now. And I can't very well shove off once a week to go sit in a classroom with a bunch of other people and play student. Because I know that's what it amounts to. Uh, yes, we're all there to learn from each other and learn from a professional, but honestly, we're just cosplaying college students again. And I can't do that to my family. So having that online option is something that I have to do. Um, and I hate that as a teacher, the only way to make more money is to get more degrees. Um, my wife is in the public-private sector, and they get regular bonuses, regular raises. We don't. The only way we make money is by not quitting and by getting higher education. So 
I need that if I want to make more money. Right now, I'm making just like half of what my wife is, and it's not something we're concerned about. But I could, if I can make more towards the end of my career, that'd be great. I have 20 years to go, and if I could use the bulk of those 20 years making almost twice as what I'm making right now, and that's better for the family, that's better for our retirement, it's better for the kids. Um, and another benefit that my wife and I discussed on, if I were to get a doctorate as opposed to a, an administration degree, it's, I'm still protected by a union. You know, they can't, the board can't unilaterally decide to fire me one year. They can't, they can be pissy all they want. They can hate me. I can't fucking fire me. It's not the case if I'm an administrator. You know, sometimes they have two, three-year contracts. Most time, it's year to year, and you have to kiss the board's ass. And I don't want to. Not really an ass kisser kind of guy. You know, I want to be able to earn my my doctorate. Go fuck off in a classroom if I feel like. You know, I would love to teach other teachers. I think having that option would be amazing. Then again, I'm losing the option of having a union. But I do think if I earn a doctorate, I could, when I'm close to retirement age or post-retirement, I could go work at a university. That's a really good idea because... I don't necessarily want to do like substitute teaching once I'm done teaching. That's what a lot of teachers do. They retire, then they immediately come back as subs. And I don't know. That ain't for me. I've always said once I'm done, I'm done. And in the field that I'm in with as tough as students as we have, which I don't know if I'll ever get out. I hope I do. (laughs) But... With as tough as these students are, I couldn't imagine going and teaching and being a sub, but teach your own. And I hope that you're hearing another person go through some struggles with the thought process as I am, because this is serious. I do want to obtain it. You know, I just earned my master's degree three years ago, so... I guess you would say the ink's barely dry. And here I am wanting to get another degree. I just, I feel pulled. I feel pulled for it. Um, you know, moving forward, I don't know about you, but I do want to have my students back in the room because I know they learn better when they're in person. And it's harder for me at home. I just don't want to put on pants. I just don't want to put on pants. I don't want to give little fuckers hugs. Don't want to give them high fives. Hell, I never want to touch them. Now at least I have an excuse not to. But I know when they're being little shits at home, their parents aren't equipped to deal with it like I am. You know, I can't look at them and tell them, 
You, know, you can't go outside. I can't send them to their fucking room because most of the time they're in their room. You know, I can't. I can't tell them they can't have a pudding cup. But I can when they're with me, and I will when they're with me. You know. So, you know, I thank you for joining me on my walk. I'm trying to be more active. I, my 12 year old, is a cross country star, and he likes to go on runs. I got him a Fitbit. And boy, that inspired him to keep moving because now he sees what I always see with the steps. And man, I went for a run with him yesterday. Realized, again, I am not a runner. And the little fucker lapped me twice. I told him to worry about it. But he did. He fucking lapped me. But he felt good being with me, and I felt good doing with him and trying to be more active. And I still work out every day, but today this is taking place of my leg workout because you don't want to skip leg day, but you can sure as hell modify it. Um, okay, so I hope hope you listen to this. You know, hope you are considering an enhanced degree. Hope you are considering. Making yourself a better teacher in person by getting an enhanced degree. I hope you're happy. I hope you're still wanting to come back and teach next year. This year is not fun. This year has been awful. If I was retiring, I'd love it. Holy shit. Imagine if you were retiring, this is your last fucking year, and you get to spend half of it at home. Holy God. I'd be eating it up. All right, so go out there, continue to do the job that the public doesn't want, but they feel they know they know best. Go out there and keep doing that, keep kicking ass, and come back and hopefully listen to another new episode next week. All right.